fit together like a hand in a glove to give you a brighter hope for today and confidence in your future for tomorrow. Join Rabbi Monday through Friday at 5.30 p.m. on Discovering the Jewish Jesus right here on KAAM. Hi, I'm Pastor Robert Morris, and I want to personally invite you to listen to Worship and the Word on Sundays at 9 a.m. right here on KAAM as we discover the truths found in God's Word that will help you strengthen your faith and develop a more intimate relationship with Him. That's Worship and the Word, Sundays at 9 a.m., right here on God, Country, Texas, KAAM. Pastor Robert Morris and Gateway Church are located right here in the Metroplex with campuses in South Lake, Grand Prairie, and Dallas. Visit gatewaypeople.com for more and listen to Worship in the Word, Sundays at 9 a.m. on 770 KAAM. As refugees immigrate to Western countries in record numbers, we have a rare opportunity to reach our Muslim neighbors with the good news of Jesus Christ through solid biblical teaching and personal discipleship. Saturday at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday at 1.30 p.m., KAAM partners with Leading the Way to launch our very first English-Arabic radio broadcast. Together, we are leading the way out of Islam and into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Listen every weekend on 770 KAAM. Now here is the point. It's from the Bible, Luke chapter 15. Then drew near unto Jesus all the publicans and sinners to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. That Jesus had people of all stripes at his table says nothing about the morality of these people, whether what they were doing was right or whether it was wrong. Would Jesus have included homosexuals? No doubt he would. But he would have accepted them as sinners who needed repentance and who needed his help. Listen to Born to Win weekday mornings at 9.30 on 770 KAAM. Do you struggle with dizziness or loss of balance? When you roll over in bed, does the room spin? Do you have a difficult time concentrating and ringing in your ears? These are scary and debilitating symptoms of vestibular disorders, which affect the inner ear and brain. These symptoms are invisible and are often overlooked by others, but there's hope. Learn more about vestibular disorders at vestibular.org. Visit vestibular.org or call 800-837-8428. On days when all seems lost, there is hope, a certain hope, a blessed hope. Hope is just a tap or click away. When you can't be near a radio, My Hope Now will have just the right message from the broadcast ministries you know and love. To some of you, the Holy Spirit is saying, turn and be renewed today. My Hope Now. Real hope right now. Find it at myhopenow.com and download the app from the App Store and Google Play. The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. What's coming up on today?
Today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're fun, they're funny, they make me laugh, they make you laugh, they make everybody laugh, except for people who are more like Eeyore, who never laughs. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, Four, three. To life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we're not going to be doers. See, there's a big difference between a doer and a hearer. A doer builds their house on a rock. A hearer builds their, ho- their house on sand. I don't know. What do you think would stand up against the water? Hmm. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Excellent question. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow at the same time, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Living this life, not always easy. Welcome! To the David Spoon Experience. Oh, my. Local, heavenly, and national talk. I did that in the reverse order. Let's try that again. Local, national, and heavenly talk. That's better. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here's the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process. Yes, that involves getting up when you don't want to get up, going to bed when you don't want to go to bed, driving in traffic when you don't want to drive in traffic. You know, there's a lot of don't things there, huh? Bottom line is we are supposed to walk with Jesus 365, 24-7. Never apart, always with, always connected. Walking in the strength, in the grace, in the mercy, and in the love that comes from the Lord every single day. You don't want to walk behind God so far you can't see him or so far in front of him that you're going to run right off a cliff. You want to walk side by side, hand in hand. Here we'll keep it simple. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, perhaps you have a praise report or a prayer request. Or you want to answer Bible trivia, which we will do in a little bit. Any and all of those things are available to you. All you have to do is call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you call, Captain Chris will answer the phone. And you will be sailing in the right direction. I think that's a pretty good one. Do you like that? Yeah, I like that one. Okay, that's pretty good. Sailing in the right direction. Also, you can text us, 214-210-8483. People are already texting. 214-210-8483. Or you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which, of course, leads us to our website. We bring up the website for about 500 reasons. Actually, we bring up the, the website for about 2,800 reasons, but that's a whole separate issue. <laughs> Bottom line is you can get a book there for 99 cents, the last book that we have written and uh, kind of redone. 
We also offer some videos and some audios on encouraging you, challenging times for faith. We want to you know, push you through, be that encouragement, be that lifter upper kind of people. Plus also it's an opportunity to give and we kind of think that's important because that helps us do the show because without it, we're not doing the show. It's pretty simple. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okie dokie, artichokey, as you know, that is the theological term in this show. Not uh, thank you very much or any of those other things, but okie dokie, artichokey. That is our theological tag. Here is the bottom line. I do want to let you know. So we had a new play yesterday. It was a kind of a they took our old commercial for giving and they redid it. Uh, they did it at corporate, okay, which is very nice of them. And we loved everything about it except we took out one little part. Can, can you guess which part I didn't want to keep in there that I talked to them about taking out and that we've taken out? It's the little part that talks about David and his grand wisdom. <laughs> I just decided, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, should be all uh, smoothed over there, so we were trying to take care of that, but you will hear that. They uh, did that for me. I didn't ask them to do it. They did it out of the kindness of their heart, and so they're going to be playing that for us, and we appreciate that. That's always nice when somebody is doing something to be a blessing, to encourage you, to strengthen you. You have to love that. I mean, it's just a wonderful process. Uh, where people uh, stand up and support you, which is why I always ask you guys, no matter what you do, even beyond the giving, be praying, be praying. There's enough spiritual warfare uh, in, in my life right now. It's amazing how much there is. And so I need you to keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Okay? That's what I need you to do. Uh, the only other thing, uh, we talked about the book, we talked about this, talked about this. Oh, this second segment that we're going to do, some of you are just going to go, uh-oh. Don't, don't get mad at me. You're going to be talking about slaves and slavery. That's always fun, isn't it? Uh, in the meantime, let's get to the rest of the text that we have. Oh, we do have, this is read and ramble, so you do have to play the read and ramble. I almost forgot that. All right, let's play that read and ramble real quick. Well, I'm ramming, 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 See, just need the blend right there. Here, uh, here we go. We're going on Colossians. Uh, this is going to be chapter three. Uh, last week we did uh, wives and we did husbands, and you know we kind of did things in reverse. So in ch- in verse eighteen we talked about wives, but we kind of chided the husbands, and then in verse nineteen we talked about husbands and then kind of chided the wives. I mean that's kind of how you know. You never know with me. That's kind of how things go. Uh, In verse 20, we're going to start off with the children. It says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is pleasing to the Lord. Now, unfortunately, there's a few people that misunderstand what's being said here, and they think that that applies all the way into their adulthood and then all the way into their senior life and so on and so forth. And it's like, "Eh," wrong answer. When it's talking about children, it's talking about young children that are under the care or the tutelage of the parents in their home. So when it says, children, obey your parents and everything, this is not for a 45-year-old listening to their 70-year-old father say, buy me Rams tickets or something, okay? So let's let's kind of change all that stuff. Uh, There's nothing in the Bible that's goofy, goofy like that. And so when it says, children, obey your parents, it's talking about the young parents, the young kids. Now... 
in lieu of honoring your mother and your father, the word honor in the Hebrew means to be in consideration of, which means that if your mom or your dad who are older than you tell you something, you should think about it and you should weigh it. It never stands between you and God as nothing is allowed to stand between you and God, not even your opinion, let alone somebody else's opinion. God and his truth, that's it. Not following up to that puts you in your own problem. But what is being said is that, hey, younger children, you guys, you need to listen to your parents. You need to stop giving them a hard time. It's fair to say to your younger children, the Lord would appreciate it if you would just behave a little better. That's not wrong. It's a little manipulative, but it's not wrong. But just in case you think the way that God sets it up is really to get the kids in trouble and let the parents off the hook, the very next line, after it says, children, obey your parents and everything, for this is pleasing to the Lord, young children, the very next line says, fathers, do not provoke your children so they will not become discouraged. Instead of the Lord just letting people get away with things and you just being able to say, God says, listen to me, okay? If your child is a student of the word, your child will be able to say, but doesn't God also say, don't provoke me as a child? <laughs> so the idea behind that is to understand or understand what provoking is and making sure that you you don't want to discourage your children. To provoke a child is to aggravate or to be too hard on. Now, I know there's no parents out there, no dads out there that have ever been too hard on your kids. <laughs> okay, sure. Anyhow, it's not that you can change what you have done backwards, but you can change what you're doing forwards. The idea is not to provoke them, to aggravate them, or to be too hard upon them, because that will what? Discourage them. And that's what you don't want to do. As a parent and as a, as a grandparent, I know a little. I don't know everything. I just know a few things. And what I know is that I didn't do the best job at making sure I was encouraging my kids. I know that. I can confess that. I can acknowledge that. In fact, I actually told my kids when they were growing up, when you go to therapy, blame your dad, and that'll save you like hundreds and thousands of dollars because you can just blame me. Because from my point of view, I probably did a lot of things that were rather dumb or not brilliant. On the flip side of that, when it says to encourage them, that does not mean encourage them in a life of sin. It does not mean encourage them in a life of defiance. It means encourage them to, to draw closer to the Lord, to do the right things, and to be the right way, because that's what God expects. So you are God's temporary parent. Let me explain that. God lends you your children. They are lent to you. Do you understand? Because at some point, that child, the responsibility of that child, it has to go directly before the Lord, skipping you as a parent and right to God. So you are a parent in temporary status. And then when that child gets to the certain place, then their heavenly father steps in, who is the perfect parent. You do the best you can as a dad, you do the best you can as a youngin, and you try to honor God with the way you live. That's how you do that. But when we get back, oh, the controversy will fly. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Destroying everyone. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. I mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly, and that's where we come back to, people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking, and my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finish my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he, no, I don't know why that. Here's what I do know. God is still a loving God. He still is in charge. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. The David Spoon Experience. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our first trivia question. Whoa, first one, huh? Yeah. What did the crowd say when Pilate asked them what he should do with Jesus? How did they respond? How did they react or how did they respond? When Pilate said, well, what shall I do with your king? What shall I do with Jesus? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. Very fast on the draw is Kirk today. Uh, You can also text in 214-210-8483. Somebody already calling in. You can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So you can do all of those things. Uh, do we have somebody ready to answer? Okay, here you go. I'm leaning over. Leaning over. 
This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Great to hear you. All right. This is <laughs> this is a it's it's a sad one, but it's an important one for people to understand in its own way. What did the crowd say when Pilate said, "What should I do with Jesus?" Crucify him. That is correct. That is what the crowd did. I want you to know it's it's amazing because people today still when you talk about jesus in their words and in their hearts they still crucify him it's that's so amazing but in their own in their own way they still reject us they still reject him they still reject the truth they still reject him as messiah and yes. sometimes they don't even know what they're saying jesus even said father forgive them. they don't even know what they're doing Right? It's like, wow, that's right? sad. All right. Excellent job. Very, very good. Way to be on top Thank of that. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good day. All right. You too. God, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Excellent job by Deborah. Always doing an excellent job. Let's uh, do our DNA real fast. We can do that pretty quick. Doesn't take a long time. Here's our DNA. Draw closer. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Daily, daily, daily. Not weekly, not monthly, not yearly, not every uh, decade, and certainly not every century. That's just not going to help you. Daily. That's So draw closer to the Lord daily and never be ashamed of Jesus or his word. Never, 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 never be ashamed. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, because what you're doing is you're putting yourself to a place to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbors. You love yourself. That is our DNA here on the show. Draw closer to the Lord daily. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his word, and always be ready to serve. DNA. Okay? All right. Well, here you go. You want controversy? We got it right here. All right. We did that. We did that. We covered that. We covered that. We covered that. Here we go. So here's the next text in Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, verse 22. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, not only to please them while they are watching, but with sincerity of heart and fear of the Lord. I don't think it's going to take very much for people to understand that there's more than just a little controversy. So I want to go into the depth of theology on this so you can understand the word slaves. I'm going to read this. Literally, I'm reading this from the English Standard Version and their translation of words. And I want you to hear this. So take it. Don't get distracted because if you miss some of this, you're going to miss the whole element. So follow the bouncing ball. Okay. A particularly diff- difficult, great difficulty is presented in with words in biblical Hebrew and biblical Greek when it refers to ancient practices and institutions that do not correspond directly to those in the modern world, such as the case in the translation of Ibed, which is Hebrew, or doulos, which is Greek, which is often rendered the word slave. These terms, however, actually cover a range of relationships that requires a range of renderings. It's slave, it's bondservant, it's servant, it depends on the context. Furthermore, the word slave carries an association often with brutal and dehumanizing institution of slavery, particularly in the 19th century America. Let me stop right there. The slavery that America engaged with in the 19th century, in the 18th century, was not biblical. 
was not the way that God had set it up. In fact, in the Old Testament, if you kidnapped somebody to make them a slave, you faced the death penalty. That should have stopped all of that right there, right? But they weren't using the Bible. They were using what? Bits and pieces in order to justify what they were doing. So now let's go a little further so we can fully understand. Thus, in the Old Testament times, one might enter slavery either voluntarily to escape poverty or pay off a debt or involuntary by birth, by being captured in battle, or by judicial sentence. Protection for all in servitude in ancient Israel was provided by the Mosaic Law, including specific provisions for release from slavery. In the New Testament... Dulos is often best described as bondservant. That is, someone in the Roman Empire officially entered under a contract to serve his master for seven years. Unless they were in Caesar's household, then they had to make that contract for 14 years. When the contract expired, the person was freed, given his wage that had been saved by the master, and officially declared a free person. Okay? That is not what happened in the 19th century, period, okay? You can say all that you want to say. You can say, well, you know, the people on the left are blowing it over, and you can say the people on the right are underselling it. You can go any direction you want to go. doesn't matter. It wasn't biblical what they did. It wasn't provided for in the Scripture. They did not use the Bible as their guideline, and they— justified it and then their actions and then ignored the mosaic law (laughs) it was just like wait 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 so it tells you that in certain places within our own country there's a lot of dumb bible teaching going on and i'm not just talking about dumb i'm talking about dumb i mean really dumb so if you will just consider that there was the death penalty for anybody who kidnapped anybody and made them a slave and just can put that one truth one biblical truth, bam, right in the 19th century, that had taken care of about 80% of it. Just one. And this is what happens when people don't know. Our closest association with the slaves, the bondservant mentality of Scripture is way closer connected to employment. You go into an employment contract. Many people actually enter into a contract. You work it for a certain amount of time. We have arguments now on whether there's a you can terminate at will or you have to serve a certain amount of time, whether there's compensation afterwards. I mean, that's all the arguments, but that's much more the premise when it's talking about it in the Bible, a voluntary yielding in order to gain a social status, acquire money, and then acquire land and so on and so forth. Kind of like, and I want to be careful I say this, but kind of like when you're young, 18 or 19, and you get a really lousy job, and then you get that for a certain amount of time, you save a little money, and then you get an apartment, and you share it with somebody else, and then you keep working and keep working and keep working, and you grow in the status, and then you can get a little more and gain a little more and get a little more and gain a little more. Credit becomes a little better, and then you are able to maybe purchase something or get close to purchasing something, or if you're really bad with money, you just keep getting nicer cars and never get out of the apartment. That's up to you, but the idea behind that is that's much closer. And the whole admonition is for us as people who are in service to others is to make sure that we understand that we are not 
serving while they're not looking. In other words, it's like, ooh, he's not watching me work. I'm not really going to work. I'm just going to waste my time playing tiddlywinks. When you work, God watches. And he knows whether you're being a liar, a cheat, if you're cutting corners or anything else. Consequently, when you give to the church, he knows when you say it's 10%, whether it's actually 10%. I'm just saying. Don't get mad at me. I didn't invent it. But listen to what the passage says. Obey your earthly masters and everything, to not only to please them while they're watching, but with a sincere heart. You do it voluntarily. You do it sincerely. And you recognize, I think this is a part that does get missed, is that sometimes the Lord lets you go into a place, a position, a job, a function— not because of the money, but for something completely different that he wants to orchestrate in your life, in somebody else's lives, or in everybody's life. And that's where I think the biggest miss is, is what we just always in our country talk about the job or the career only from a money point of view. But what about what God wants? What if God would like you to make a little less but share your testimony a little more? Nobody wants to talk about that. There's no books on that, right? Get less pay, share the gospel more. (laughs) There's not a lot of of self-help books that go down that track. Here's the bottom line. God knows what you're going to face and what you're not going to face. You're not in the situation that they were in in the 18th and 19th century, and nor should you ever be, and nor should anybody have ever been. But when you do the things you do for the people you do them, you have to be aware that you always have a master, a ruler of the universe who's watching everything you're doing. And he doesn't want you to be hypocritical in the sense of only doing good while people are watching. That's hypocrisy. Do it because it's right and it's within your heart. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Work it as unto the Lord, as though he is your chief boss. It's amazing how God gives rewards, and they're substantially better and long-term and different in nature than the way man rewards one another, isn't it? I find stuff like that fascinating. Uh, If you really want to understand this, you should hear it a second time by listening to it on the podcast. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then come back, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Anyway, that's not even the story. Let me tell you the story. Because it's so big, I cut the first third yesterday. And uh, that's the front of the house. And the back two thirds I'll do today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever that is. But it looks really good. All right? So that's cool. Anyhow, there's – so I'm cleaning it all up, and I've got the little electric weed eater and the little blower (laughs) – they're working. It's works great. Everything's working great. And I have a stick. Now, this stick was there when we moved into the house, and it was a stick that went with a broken rake. And I don't know why uh, my wife and I have kept it in the garage for like 17 months. But I thought, this is ridiculous. I got to get rid of this stick. So I 
looked at the stick and I thought, I could high karate this because it wouldn't fit in the trash can. Right? A little too long. You put it in the trash can, even on an angle, the trash can's sitting up about four inches, and you know it was windy yesterday. So if I did that, to catch the wind, and you know, so I thought, nah, I can high karate this. I'm strong enough. And then I thought, this is the kind of thing where pride really gets in the way. I got to be careful. So I did what any other guy would do. I took my two trash cans. I put the stick in between the two trash cans. I took a saw and I cut the saw half. I used the saw and cut the stick halfway through. So now I'm going to high karate this bad boy and feel good about it. Yeah, no pride here, right? How long do I got? Like a minute, two minutes? Perfect, two minutes. Watch this. So I cut it perfectly in half. I get my arm, my forearm, my elbow, and I go, hi-ya! And I high karate that bad boy. One part of the two part sticks, okay, which is like kind of like a broom handle, hits the top of the trash can where it was sitting, kind of bounced on it, came up, and hit me right in the forehead. <laughs> Damn! That's. <laughs> I was really feeling pride right up until it hit me in the head. And then I realized, one, I couldn't have done it without the saw. And two, even with the saw, apparently I couldn't have done it. (laughs) Because the stick hit me back. I don't think that was very nice of it. And I will say it did end up in the trash and it went bye-bye. 770 KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth. And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better. First into the narrative of the book of Acts we travel to understand what things the Lord doth require of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. The lame man in Acts chapter 3 who never walked before in his life is now walking, running, and jumping. God takes what cannot happen and then makes it happen. And we can and should show people and tell people what God has done for us, our own life miracles. People who know us may think we're crazy, but if we keep testifying, they may still become amazed next the men of israel this is what uh, peter and john said why are you so surprised let's see god created the universe breathed life into humanity separated a people for his own choosing created a nation from an old couple who couldn't have children raised a nation with blessings while their host nation was in a famine and then split the red sea to the point of dry land for the nation of israel to pass through So why y'all surprised? (laughs) That's pretty much what he's asking. And finally, why are you looking at us, sinful people, who we are, only redeemed by the righteousness of Jesus Christ, as though we're the source of the power? God's goodness exceeds us. Listen to this. God's goodness exceeds us. And it's that goodness that manifests in the miraculous, not by us or by our power or goodness, but by the sovereign power and will of God. 
Wowzers. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. That's my favorite. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. What? 972 It's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, Captain Chris will answer the call, and you will be sailing in the right direction. I think we've landed it. That'll work. Here's the key. Now, don't, never forget, any topic's open for conversation because it's not professional radio. Man, have we proven that. <laughs> We don't even need a lawyer to stand there. We don't even, everybody just go, yep, that's true. It's not. It's not. No, it's not. But if you have a thought, a question, an opinion, a comment, if you've got something going on rattling in your brain and you're like, I just want to hear other people's response to this. If you've got a praise report or a prayer request or even possibly an answer to Bible trivia, Bible trivia? What kind of Bible trivia, Dave? Like this one. True or false, Jesus' body was placed in a new tomb true or false? The answer is simple. You, you've got the answer in your brain? Great. Call us, 972-445-0770. Or text us, 214-210-8483. Or email us, david at hemustincrease.org. Or go to the website and decide you want to give. That's cool, too. Hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. .org. Email David at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, He Must Increase Ministry. YouTube, He Must Increase Ministry. I just want to say, Captain Chris is doing phenomenal. You are. You're doing a great job. I'm just, I'm rolling it all over towards you. It's just so funny. It's, you guys don't see that. There's the show inside of the show. Right? Thank you. Yeah, you're really doing great. I'm really happy. Okay, so uh, if you have an answer to that question, then you want to let us know. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, the question is, true or false, Jesus' body was placed in a new tomb. You have that time to reach out to us, to, like I said, either text in, call in, or send an email in. In the meantime, we are in our expository teaching, and we must do our most famous, most expensive uh, sound clip that we've ever come up with we put so much time and effort into this that it's only right that we play it before i teach go ahead and play that really intense little clip wow <laughs> wow all i can say is wow wow <laughs> wow all i can say is wow that's right you get what you pay for <laughs> let me just say that <laughs> 
All right. Uh, I want to talk to you about the layman being healed. We are at that point now uh, where we have talked about this. I'm going to kind of back up a little to verse 10. We're going to really launch it at verse 11, but I just want you to have the runway going with it all. Uh, this is after the guy who was uh, sitting there at the temple, in the, in the front of the temple, who had never walked before, uh, has was sitting there asking for alms. And Peter and John came and said, Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, or in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And so we're picking up verse 10. Then they knew it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. Verse 11. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's. They were greatly amazed. Believe it or not, there's actually some people that think, well, see, he was holding on because he wasn't fully healed or something. And it's just like, that is the most pathetic hermeneutics ever in the world. He's holding on to them because he never walked before and he's so excited and he's jumping and he's leaping and he's like, oh, these guys are the greatest because they brought the gospel to me and now I can walk. I mean, he's ecstatic. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like Dallas winning more games than losing in football. (laughs) People jumping up and down getting excited. That's People are like, you're going to pay for that. Anyway, the bottom line to that is that they were were just, 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 wow, aesthetic. And here's the thing. The people knew it was him, and then some people were saying, well, you sure it's him? And it's like the guy was there for 40 years. They knew it was him. There's just people that when they see the miracles of God, they just don't want to accept it because what happens if somebody accepts that a miracle took place? Just just think. Well, then they all of a sudden become accountable that God is real. And see, that messes up their whole life. That messes up their worldview. It's like, uh uh-oh, wait a minute, this miracle was real? So the reason I'm bringing that up and talking about this, there's two elements in this. The first element is you've had things happen to you, and you've shared them with people, and probably some people have gone, yeah, sure. (laughs) All right. Here's my admonition to you, my encouragement as a brother in the Lord. Keep sharing it. Keep telling what happened. Never stop telling what God did for you, ever. Uh, I've heard that story a hundred times. Well, time for 101. Because at some point, it's not just feasible, it's almost likely that the Holy Spirit will in some way reach into the person you're sharing it with and maybe just turn their heart a little looser so that they can understand that God still does wonderful things for his kids. He does wonderful things for everybody, but when you have something specific you can share, share it. Why? Because the Lord did it. Well, sometimes, Dave, I even wonder if if I'm like losing my mind when I talk about it, because I'm not even sure sometimes about all the aspects of it. Then you know what you ought to do? You ought to share it a thousand times more, because if you want to reinforce something that God did, you should review it, review it, review it, review it, review it, between you, God, and every and anybody. And the more you do that, the more you'll solidify, okay, I'm getting a better handle on this. That's a part of the process. And here's this guy that for, you know, his whole life, at least 40 years, right, 40 years, didn't walk, and now he's walking in his story. Some people are going to say what to him? Nah, didn't happen. 
Oh, I got witnesses. I got. I don't care. I don't see those witnesses. I don't care. It didn't happen. And it's like, you just got to go, no, this is what happened. You can reject that, but this is what happened. I'll tell you something. I haven't shared this a lot. But my mom, as she was closing in and getting more sick, and we knew she was passing at some point, she asked me some questions about my faith. And I'm, I'm not going to go into great detail, but I will tell you that I shared with her an experience I had regarding a demonic spirit. And of all the things in my entire life being a Christian with my mom, you would just never think that that would be the thing that she thought was the most fascinating. And I've seen stuff. I mean, I don't even, just the most amazing stuff. But the thing about the demon really fascinated her, caught her interest. And so we explored it a little together, more deeply together, so I can tell her. And what was great was, as I was telling her different things, you can tell that she had passed that mark of doubt and was trying to just understand it and trying to, you know, process it. I told her a hundred things before. She didn't respond to any of them. I told her this other thing, and wow, look at the Holy Spirit go. Isn't that amazing? I just think stuff like that's amazing. And so never stop sharing it, even if your kids or your brother or your sister or your parents are like, you're a loon. You've lost your mind. Like, yeah, well, this is what it is. You know, either you, know, you can believe it or reject it. One way or another, you got to respond to it. And that's the truth of it, that one way or another, people have to respond to it. So just tell it. The Lord will work out all that other stuff. You just tell what happened, okay? All right, the trivia question, true or false, Jesus' body was placed in a new tomb. Taru. Taru. Like that? Taru. All right, taking a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? So I want other people's insight because I don't, I'm not the only person that knows. It could be, hey, we want to you know, talk more about uh, current events or, hey, we want to talk more about good places to eat in, in, in Texas or, hey, we want to talk about you know, who's got the best pizza or we could stop talking about food because <laughs> I'm really hungry and I'm waiting to do a barbecue at my son's house tonight. So uh, you know, it's that kind of stuff that's going on. All right, so let's get the next trivia question in, and then we'll go from there. The next trivia question is a little easier question, I think, uh, than the previous questions. How many days was Saul, before he became Paul, how many days was Saul blind in Damascus? How many days was he blind in Damascus? Ooh. So he was, uh, remember, he was on his uh, donkey, and then the Lord went, Bam! And then uh, he was uh, no longer on his donkey, but uh, on uh, his uh, 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 rear side. And uh, then he went over to Damascus. How many days was there? Was he there? And how many days was he there blind? Is kind of the question that we're asking. 
Okay? All right. And then the last uh, time I'm going to say this again, uh, Paige, I'm really sorry. I said I want to give this uh, uh, word of the day sent out uh, in honor of Pam. And I didn't say – I said Pam instead of Paige. Paige, I'm sorry. <laughs> As you imagine my wife. How many times i got to say sorry? All right. Anyway, what do we got? <laughs> this is David. Who am I talking to? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear David. Happy birthday to you. This is Joy. And this is Cordy. You guys are great. I love you guys. (laughs) And and we know the answer. What's the answer to the trivia question? Three. That is correct. Yes. That is correct. Man, did you guys do it. You hit it out of the park. That is Thank that's you. that's gonna yeah. have to get captured and replayed on a regular basis. Excellent we job, ladies. You. Oh, you're so great. We, uh, we love you and celebrate you and, and, and keep teaching. Oh, you got it. Okay. Yes. God bless. Thanks. Good God job. Good job, Bye-bye. Cordy. Good Thanks. job, Cordy. Good job, Joy. Thanks. Excellent work. Thank you. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, don't forget, every once in a while we do cuts like that or play so they'll have a trivia question, then an answer, and then they were just singing me my birthday. So this is uh, back in December, so everybody's like, it's not my birthday. Otherwise, I have a birthday like once a month. Happy birthday, David. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, buddy. All right, so <laughs> So we're already rolling. So I just want everybody to know that 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 was not the actual trivia question. That was just a fill, what we call a fill-in. You think, well, why do you do fills? Uh, because Sylvia's were taken. I don't know. <laughs> because that's how I was trained. All right, we have a horn going to be played. We have been told that the horn has been modified, so I'm not going to take my ear set off. So if I start crying, it wasn't modified enough. Go ahead and play the horn. Go ahead. Oh, much better. Much better. Thank you very much. Uh, that's a horn that tells you that this trivia question is there for thought. Or there might be some trickery there. True or false, Jesus said to Peter, before the owl hoots, you will disown me three times. Before the owl hoots, you will disown me three times. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then also you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. For those that are just super happy that I'm about to do this, I'm going to do this anyway. Uh, And that is our little uh, jokes kind of thing that we have. And these are some good ones. Okay. I think, okay. Now, as we go through this, Captain Chris becomes the arbitrator of what is good and what is not. So that, 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 that's kind of how that works. This one's more of a smirky statement, but it's just worthwhile because I'm a dad and a grandpa. This says the greatest miracle in the Bible is when Joshua told his son, S-U-N, but S-O-N, to stand still and obey him. <laughs> and the son did. That's how you know that's a miracle because you tell your son to do something and they do it. Now, see, that's just funny no matter what. <laughs> 
no matter what, that's fine. All right, number two. This is a great one, okay? For those, for those that don't get this, this is funny. Four women got into a terrible argument. After much yelling, screaming, and pulling of hair, one of them called out, I'm on my way to the police to report you. The other three went to get there first. What resulted was all four rushed into the office, each trying to be the first one to relate her complaint. Charges and countercharges filled the air. The policeman called for order. When quiet had been restored, he showed some of Solomon's wisdom when he announced, All right, ladies, I'll hear you one at a time. The oldest can speak first. And that was the end of the case. <laughs> okay. And finally, nobody's going to like this one. I like this one. It's a little bit of, you know. Okay. Do you know why David killed Goliath and decapitated him? He wanted to get ahead. You're killing me, small. <laughs> That's right. I said that. Okay. Do we have somebody ready for the trivia? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's, it's Mary. Hi, Mary. How um, are you? Now, tell me, how did an owl sound? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the question. True or false? Jesus said, before the owl hoots, hoot, hoot, you'll disown okay. me. Three. Okay. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> oh, dear. It, it wasn't you know a... Go ahead. It sounds to me like you're getting old awfully fast with all these birthday uh, <laughs> greetings. I think this is the third time I've heard this yeah. birthday greeting. Yeah. I get in so many birthdays now. I'm just, you know, I'm just, they're not putting candles on the cake anymore. I'm catching up to everybody in just like one year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you oh, and I, I, I'll ask the question, then I have an announcement, okay? Okay, you got it. All right, true or false, Jesus said to Peter, before the owl hoots, hoot, 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 you will disown me three times. And that's false. You are correct, Mary! <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yes, that was now a... I I have I have a um a while back, it's I think it's been about a month now, I've got this box full of um braille books, but they're all in Hebrew Hebrew, okay? Okay. Now I I believe you have some some Jewish friends, some of our Jewish friends listen this program. <clears throat> so if any any Jewish person or anyone that knows that somebody reads Hebrew, if they would um, please um, let us know. Okay. They, they so if you want... leave their number with you and then you could uh, you could tell me and I'll uh, or we can figure it out. They can okay. either leave their number with you, and then I can call you and get their number and call that. You got it. Call we'll, them. But I would like to get rid. Of, I want to get rid of these um, books. There's several of them. Okay. Well, I will, we've got that announcement out there, and if somebody reaches out to me, I have your number, so I will reach out to you when they reach out to me. How about that? That sounds good. Perfect. And, and maybe after the holidays and all, because some people might might not be listening today. 
next week sometime. You got um, it. We probably should make this announcement again, okay? Okay, you got it. You got it. We'll do our best to help you out on that, okay? All righty. Thank now, you. Uh, thanks, Mary. God bless. Thank you. You too now. Bye-bye. Okay. God bless you too. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. There's Mary. We love Mary. Mary's great. Okay, so you heard those jokes. I didn't even tell you the last joke. I'm going to save that for later on. But the one about get ahead, it's like, you know, Austin powers kind of joke. <laughs> yeah, what do you want from me? All right, here's the next text that we actually do teaching in the show. I know it sounds amazing, but we do do it. So when uh, so you got the lame man, he was healed, held on to Peter and John. All the people ran together in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. Verse 12, so when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? I, I did this be- in the beginning of the show. I did this little uh, read, and I'll just read it again. Just listen to some of these things, okay? God created the universe by speaking. So he brought matter into existence by speech, okay? I'm not sure people understand when you get into the scientific element quite what's going on, but the big argument for people who are into uh, a Big Bang Theory or a mentality that it's got to be scientific is this. And this is the most wonderful thing uh, that, that a fantastic uh, teacher taught. The, the principle is that there was nothing, and then all of a sudden there was something, and then from that something grew this, that, whatever. And it's like they just skip all the way through, and it's just like back up. There was nothing, and then there was something. You want to go for that one? Explain how nothing can then be something without an agency. How does that happen? Nothing, now something. How? <laughs> See, something cannot come out of nothing. It can't, it's, just, it's just, it's not proverbial, it's just physics. You can't have something emerge out of nothing. It doesn't work. So they have to come up with some agency. I just always happen to love that one. So God speaks. God is the agency that creates the universe. He speaks, and the universe comes into play. He breathes life into dirt. That's right. You can call it clay, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, You can argue as to what color the clay was. That's the stupidest argument ever. Here's the bottom line. It's dirt, and God speaks into it, and now it's alive. What what are you? Dirt. Just think of it in those terms. He separates a people for his choosing by creating a nation out of two people that can't have children. (laughs) Wait, what? They can't have kids. They're too old. Okay, and then he blesses the nation. They go to Goshen, and he's blessing the children of Israel, always having provision, while the entire nation of Egypt is struggling and selling everything they have. Then he takes that whole nation out and splits the Red Sea, so much so that the Bible says that they walked across on dry land. I'm not brilliant, but I think the word dry means not a foot of water. It means no water. It means dry. They walk across it, and then they pass through the entire nation, and then when the Egyptian army tries to do it, they all drowned. So people were like, oh, they passed in low tide. Well, then an entire Egyptian army drowned in low tide. So that's impressive. And so Peter says, okay, all that stuff has happened. What are you surprised about? (laughs) Which part surprises you? And when God does something fantastic or amazing, it's awesome because we get to experience it, but it's not beyond the range of what we've heard. It's not beyond the range of what he's taught. It's not beyond the range of what he's communicated. 
And so when Peter says that, it, it, even though it kind of sounds like he's being a smarty pants, he's really not. He's like, he's responding, men of Israel, why are do you marvel at this? And notice he says, men of Israel. He doesn't say, you know, men of, uh, you know, uh, Peru. He's men of Israel. You guys have seen God do fantastic things time and time and time again. This, this shouldn't even shouldn't shock you, shouldn't surprise you. It's awesome to be appreciative. It's right to be appreciative. It's right to be in awe. But the God you serve is a God of miracles. He doesn't do things in the norm. This is the same group of people that when they were coming against a Midianite army of 125,000 people, that when they came against it with 30,000, God said, too many. They came against it with 10,000. God said, too many. And then they were down to 300. And God said, yeah, that's about the right number. <laughs> it's like 300 against 125,000. Them's are the odds that God like. See? Is that how that works? Okay. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, wrong, it's a different joke, so we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus and she was sitting next to a guy. And she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not. She goes, okay, thanks. Going a further down, she taps him again. She goes, excuse me, excuse me, mister. She goes, are, are you Jewish? He goes, no, uh, 
I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. I go a little further down and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me one more time, mister. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay. A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Funny, you don't look Jewish. (laughs) legendary stuff oh my goodness all right here's the next trivia question get ready first two have been a little easy i confess they've been a little easy uh here's the next one trivia question where did jesus fling the money he had been given to betray the lord where did he fling the money i guess you could say throw I think fling is a, I don't know if it's 1611 or not. Where did Judas throw the money? Okay. Where did he do that? Okay. That had been given to him for betraying the Lord. What did he do with it? If you think you know the answer, somebody's already knowing the answer. Uh, you could call 972, but you wouldn't be first. 972-445-0770. Or you can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Somebody already ready, ready to go? Uh, new caller? New caller? No, say, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hey, Gary. How are you? Oh, I'm here. I'm making it. I know. <laughs> I just like hearing your voice. You know that, right? I mean, at this point, I want to hear you. That's the big key. All right. So where, where... Did Judas? I don't know why they say fling. I just would think throw would be fine. But where did Jesus fling the money that he had been given to betray Jesus? Potter's field. Okay, that's what they used to purchase. But where did he throw it? In other words, he was like, "I can't take this money." Who did he throw it towards? Where was he when he did that? Because they didn't buy. I just can't come up with it. That's okay. That's right. Just think, where were all the people, the people that were all the priests, where were they when they when he got the money? What were what building were they in? What would the priests be in? The big, the... Upper room. Yeah, the temple. The temple area. So that's where they were. And so we'll give you a, a half-half ding-ding on that one. Okay. Now, what they did do is they did buy the potter's field, the field of blood with that's that right. money. So that's, that's right. exactly what it is. They took that money and purchased it. But you got it right on target. So that's close enough, and you know that's how we get you there, right? Okay. Thank <laughs> right. you. Thanks, brother. Bye-bye. All right. Good job. Good to hear from our brother, Gary. Yeah. All right. Now, let's see. What do I got? I got history. Not a lot of history. You know, some days have more history. In fact, I think tomorrow's history has got like three things that are interesting, which isn't very many. But let's play the history sound, and then we'll get ready for the next. uh, Let's go All right, uh, today is National Blueberry Popsicle Day. Have you ever had a blueberry popsicle? No? Because I don't think that's grape. I think that's blueberry, right? Blueberry is not grape, right? I want one now, though. Yeah, I know. It sounds good. World Coconut Day. My wife does not like coconut. I like coconut. My wife does not like coconut. She's not a coconut fan. Uh, 1969 on this day, the first ATM 
Automatic Teller Machine. That's what ATM stands for. Automatic Teller Machine. The first one is installed on this day in 1969. Uh, for those who are into rock and roll, on this day in 1995, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame opened up in Cleveland, Ohio. I don't know why they did Cleveland. <laughs> got nothing. There's not, I'm not even going to say. I'm from Detroit, okay? But I'm just not going to comment. I'm just going to pass by. On this day in 1901, Theodore Roosevelt, so it'd be 120 years ago, he said, he gave his famous uh, statement, speak softly and carry a big stick. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? And uh, last, uh, I don't know, is this last? Uh, 1992 chess uh, champion Bobby Fischer and Boris uh, Spassky uh, began their controversial $5 million chess match, of which Fischer won a month later 10 games to five. There you go. You have been informed, and now you are up to date. There you go. All right. uh, let's get, so we did that, we did that, we did that. Let's get into the text. This is probably the part that I like the most because I identify with this part the most. I think that probably makes sense to quite a few people. So Peter, you know, in the beginning of this, he's like, okay, uh, in, in the beginning in verse 11, now the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John. All the people ran together to them in the porch, which was called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? And this is this next segment, and this is the part that I like because it applies to me. Oh, why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? This portion's one of my favorite portions because it's Peter and John. It's Peter recognizing, not that long ago, I denied Jesus three times. I, it's great. I was used to, to give a great sermon. Pretty happy about that. Definitely on the road to getting things back together. In fact, Peter, in uh, a few chapters from here, is going to be the one that does proclamation of the gospel to the Gentiles in large. But he says this in such a way that it makes you pause and think, why look at tently, intently at us as though by our own power or godliness— we made this man walk. This is one of the passions of the church, local and corporate and universal, that everything the church does in its functionality points to Jesus. The problem that we've had in our country a little bit is that we're very entertainment-oriented, and we are, and we like a great show, and we do, and we like to be entertained so much that if there's a commercial on and we have a remote, there's not a remote chance that we're going to sit there and watch the commercial. We'll just flip to the next thing, flip to the next thing, flip to the next thing. As it's been said, the reason there's a remote is simply for a man to know what else is on. And that's one of the big issues that happens. And people are so geared towards being fixated by other people, and this is not what the gospel desires of our following Jesus. Everything we do and say in the name of Jesus Christ is supposed to point to Jesus Christ. 
And what happens is you get somebody and they pray for somebody and that person gets healed. And it does happen all over the world. Even if in our country it happens less because people worship science more than they worship God. That's just the reality. But then what happens is people fixate on the person. Wow, what a great minister. What a great person. What a great power of God. There is no power that any human being has ever. It is the power of God. It comes from God. It comes in the name of Jesus Christ. And no human being can conjure up the ability to heal anybody ever at any point. But God can break the laws of anything he wants. Well, let's, well, I know one brother didn't let me say that. God can suspend the laws <laughs> or alter, or let's say bend the laws of nature to breach from the reality of man and bring in the supernatural, which one of the definitions of supernatural is to not by abide by the laws of nature. So that, that's why it's called supernatural. It exceeds it. But the idea behind that is to understand that all of it points to Jesus. And what Peter and John are saying is, well, it's not us. It's not our power. And then he says this other thing. It's not our godliness. I just don't have I don't have much commentary to say. I think every person who's listening to my voice could fully agree. You don't get prayers answered because you are fantastic. I just don't I don't see anybody disagreeing. I just don't see it because you guys know it's not. When God answers a prayer for us, we're like, oh right. I mean it's like we're so uh, blessed and pleased by it. but it's not because we're great ever. I mean I don't want to say ever. It's not by our power or our or our godliness that things like this happen. And do things like this happen? When a person—you're at your church, and a person gives their life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you just saw a resurrection. You just don't think of it in those terms. So you think, oh, they they decided to follow Jesus, like an American add-on, like we've taught before. Oh, isn't that nice? He's following Jesus. What it means is that that person's dead spirit, the spirit in them that died because of sin— has been rebirthed or born again, and that born-again spirit is now alive, and that person has said, yes, that is a resurrection. And we're just like, oh, isn't it nice? Isn't it nice? That person is not going to go to hell. They're going to spend eternity with Jesus. Now they're going to go through an entire adventure, which you could probably write a thousand books on just on that one person alone, like you do with every other Christian. It's fantastic. It's reaffirming. And so I want us to, to understand where he's, 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 he, the purpose of the church, the, the purpose of the proclamation, the idea of praying for people, the idea of being that witness for Jesus is not to be impressive yourself because you know what? You're not. It's, uh, people are—I uh, mean, we're all full of ourselves. Let's just say that. All our righteousness is as filthy rags. The heart is desperately wicked and evil. Who can know it? Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, thereby calling everybody evil. <laughs> it's just like, wow. But it points to him, and that's what we want. We want the church— to reflect Jesus Christ more and more. And we want that to be on a local, corporate, and universal level. And you want that for your own life. I want that for my life. I know I want to do a better job reflecting Jesus. I want to do a better job being less of me and more of him. I guess that's where we came up with he must increase ministry. 
He must increase. I must decrease. That seems right. I don't want the whole world having a bunch of David spoons. I want people to, to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. That's the goal. Okay? All right. Take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Show break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. You don't know what's going to happen in one minute, let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment, made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God, demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There is nothing more important than that principle right there, the hope that is offered to believers who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what's being offered. That's what gives you encouragement. That's what enables you to go on. You're going to have a lot of sorrow in this life. Job said it best, a man's days are few and full of trouble. But in the next, there is something so wonderful that even in man's mind, we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has, can the heart comprehend, can, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. You got to say yes. Because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the Lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow and grief and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes. So that you can be a part of the great wedding feast. That you can be a part of the great celebration. Oh, life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort. Rest in that place. Rest in that goodness. That all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We got our last trivia question. It is a little easier, and somebody has already given the answer prior. But we're still going to ask the question because I want it identified separately 
Don't ask. I don't know. Uh, one of the questions was, what was the name of the field given bought by Jews? And then uh, Gary already took care of that. He already answered that for us. But I'm going to bring it back to this other question. Uh, this one, which prisoner was released instead of Jesus at the Passover festival? Which prisoner was released instead of Jesus? For those of you that are movie buffs, they actually made a movie. I just hit the tower. Did you hear that? It's pretty loud, huh? Wow, yeah, that thing's loud. Wow, all right. All right, so if you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. Which prisoner was released instead of Jesus? Uh, you can also call 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at he must increase dot org. You can do any of those things. Uh, I don't think we need to do the website. We're going to skip the Hebrew word for now. We're going to skip that. We're going to skip that. But somebody is calling in. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who played the movie. I'm trying to think of who the, the, the person was. I think it was Kirk Douglas, but could have been. Anyhow, that would be amazing if it was that person. The, the question that's being answered is, what was the name? I'm sorry. What was the prisoner's name who was released instead of Jesus at the Passover festival? Okay, that's uh, what we're going to be answering. And, oh, see, somebody just told me, Anthony Quinn played <laughs> That's what I need. I need to have, like, a, a, a trivia book thing for me <laughs> all the time. All right, ready? Are we ready? Here we go. Lean it over. Lean it over. Lean it over. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Joy Ann. I have the answer. <laughs> oh, hi, Joanne. How you doing? How are you and your sister doing? How are things oh, going? Fine. I I dropped off her car at the automotive place. There was a guy there named Eric. I, th- I thought about our wonderful Eric. <laughs> and I, I walked home, so I'm a little bit perspiry, but I, I have been enjoying catching the show as I've been able to. So I do have the answer and then a comment if there's time. <laughs> okay. Boy, you are you are just devoted. I love it. All right. Which Thank prisoner <laughs> which prisoner was released instead of Jesus at the Passover festival? That was Barabbas. That is correct. <laughs> you are right. It was Barabbas. They even made a movie called Barabbas. And uh, it turns out it was Anthony Quinn who played him, not uh, Kurt Douglas. I thought it was Kurt Douglas, but I was wrong. All right, and what? And do you have a comment? You want something to share? I do. Well, I, I love all your ideas about witnessing. And one thing is, I always like to be ready. I have tracks in my purse or brochures from church or something like that to witness. And one thing it would be fun to share with people is a little business card with your radio program and maybe your book on the back. I. I would be happy to contribute to that if you ever tinker with that idea. I just, you know, I think about how sometimes when you're like at the checkout or somewhere, even like at the automotive place today, I, you know, I like to be a witness. So just having something to segue and then say, by the way, this show has so blessed my heart, and this is my testimony of how God has used this particular man, David Spoon, to encourage my family. Wow, that's a good idea. (laughs) That's a great idea. I hate to say it that way because it's so egotistical to say it that way, but it is a great idea. I mean, I got to say that. I mean, that's that's good thinking. Well, there is. 
Yeah, there is something about, you know, when you're promoting your gift and your talent and and you have such an incredible ability to make people laugh. I never get tired of your stories like about the stick or the Christmas tree or Captain Crunch. They still make me chuckle. We've been listening over a year and a half now and they're so cute and funny. So that's my take on it. And thank you so much. We're enjoying the show very much. I'm so glad and I'm very blessed that you shared that. That was that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And it was good to hear Gary's voice. <laughs> yes, it's always well, good Mary, to hear Gary's everybody. voice. Amen. Well, Amen. Bless you. And we're enjoying Chris, Captain Chris. So Amen. thank you, David. Have a great evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Anyway, that's just great. That's just, I mean, that just makes you feel good. I got to figure out how to do that. I mean, how do you pull that together? There's a way to do it. I just got to think it through. You know, what I got to do is go to, what is that, Vista Print or something where it's really inexpensive? Nine million cards for four cents or something. I don't know. I'll have to look at that and see how to, how to approach that. That's just a great idea. You know, maybe we can even, yeah, I'll have to think. I will process it. I will process it. <laughs> there it is. Okay, let's go to the rest of the text. We want to get there. So uh, we just talked about uh, the second segment, uh, Metaverse. Why do you marvel at this? Why do you look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? Here you go, verse 13. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. <laughs> so uh, there's some controversy. We had uh, somebody who used to be on television who wrote a book uh, called Killing Jesus, and he wrote all about that this was completely uh, Pilate's fault, and he was wrong. <laughs> I got nothing to say. What's the answer? Wrong. That's the answer. <laughs> you were wrong. Why? Even this text says Pilate was trying to let him go. Did Pilate let him go? No. Was Pilate responsible? Yes. But if you read the text in Acts chapter 4, which we'll get to, you'll find out that Pilate was responsible, the Romans were responsible, the Jewish people were responsible, you were responsible, I was responsible, we were all responsible because just Jesus died for all our sins. So everybody was responsible. That's the answer to that. Number two, Jesus didn't die by the death penalty. He volunteered his life to be a sacrifice. Okay, so let's uh, change all those weird things. But let's go back to the the text and what Peter's saying. He tells the men of Israel, look, God has done so many great things for Israel. Come on. And And then he goes, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I have done this just recently. So I've gone through Genesis I don't know if I want to say word by word, but kind of word by word. And I can't even believe in my own brain there are so many miracles that God did between Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and Joseph. It's so many that when you read it, it's like, wowza. It's just, it's just incredible stuff. There's incredible lessons. And Genesis is just so filled, and it might be one of the things that we're teaching. We're going to be teaching on Peter. We're going to be teaching on James. We're going to be teaching on First Timothy and probably Romans. So we're going in some of those directions. Maybe we'll do Genesis as well. But what he says is, God, the Father, glorifies Jesus Christ because it was through the name of Jesus. Remember how the guy got raised, how Peter stretched out his hand, and he said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that answer—oh, this is going to—you're just going to go, whoa. That answer to that movement brought 
glory to Jesus Christ, because in the name of Jesus, powerful, powerful work is done. Now listen to this. When you pray, <laughs> the, what, 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 where are you going, Dave? When you pray in the name of Jesus and the answer happens, that glorifies Jesus because it's in his name. Boy, if that's not a great motivator for us to be like, oh, yeah, I'm praying now. And as we get into it next week, we're going to get into the basics of of Peter kind of identifying all the people that are responsible. We'll, We'll get into that. But I want you to catch when he says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, taking it back to the to 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 actually pre-Israel. Remember, Jacob was also named Israel. So taking it back to Abraham and Isaac, pre-Israel. Now he's a man of Israel. Now he's prior. Remember that Abraham guy? Faith. Prior. This is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, and he has glorified Jesus Christ, who you delivered up and denied. And that's the call right there. You can't deny Jesus. That's the whole thing. People are like, well, no, I'm just going to say no, 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 no to God. And on my deathbed, I'm going to say yes. And I've told you before, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews tells you you can't do that because God has to give the room for repentance. And unless he's told you he's going to do that, and if he told you he's going to do that, then you would have repented prior. (laughs) I'm just saying. That's just logic. But the bottom line is that Jesus was glorified in this process. And when we do things in the Lord's name, and it blesses and helps people, pointing to Jesus so he might be glorified. And when you pray, if we ever get into the, if we have enough time on this show, we spend enough time, two and a half years on the show, two weeks from tomorrow will be two and a half years. If we're here for 10 years, we'll be able to talk about in John 16 and 17 how fruit that we produce is answered prayers. It'll blow your mind. You'll just be, whoa. But the things that we do are to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ. And when something happens in Jesus' name, it brings honor to him. And this move from God the Father brought glory to Jesus. And it was through two vessels that knew they had neither the power nor the godliness to fit it correctly. It just depended on the Lord. I personally think that's the greatest thing ever because I'm a mess. But if God's going to use me, well, first of all, I'm a mess, but I'm God's mess. And second of all, if something's going to happen, then I know it's God because I know it ain't me. (laughs) That's all all I know. And you should know that too. And all to bring glory to Jesus Christ. God takes the least and the littlest and makes it the biggest and the most. That includes us. I love it. I love it. All right. We're done for today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll be back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. 770.
KAAM. 770 KAAM is your home for classic Christianity with Bob George. There is, of a certainty, nothing that you and I could have done to accomplish our forgiveness or renewed relationship with God. And you and I can be certain of one thing. If there was any way that we could have done so, God would not have had to have sent His Son to die for us. Weekdays on 770 KAAM at 1030 AM and a repeat broadcast at 1030 PM. Hello, I'm Harold Marshall, host of Lake Country Jubilee that's been airing right here on KAAM for almost a quarter of a century. This gospel music descended from a foundation started in Dallas in 1924. Its quality and richness soon made it universally enjoyed, and starting in 1936, it became the most popular sound on area radio. Now you too can enjoy this great musical genre starting at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. every Sunday right here on 770 